you're very welcome along to the very first and hopefully not the last edition of the SSE or Tristy Lee podcast brought to you by News Talk by two people who should know better. I'm Richie McCormick and joining me is Oshin Langan. Hi Richie. Thanks for that Oshin. We'll be back to you shortly. On the way we'll have the discussion and analysis of the week's games and those still to come. What's a busy few days for those involved in the Premier Division in particular. We'll also have Neil O'Reardon of the Irish Sun joining us but first to take us around the league in 60 seconds here's Oshin again everyone starts going here's the gaffer quick former Waterford West Ham and Dundalk forward Sean Maguire was signed to score goals and that's what he did against Bulls with two in the second half now could his ability to finish be the main difference between City this season and City last season next up is a tough trip to Derry and manager John Caulfield told Red FM he's glad that Maguire has found his mojo I suppose to be fair to Sean he you know, he probably has been around for the last 18 months and it just hasn't happened for him. And great guy at training, lovely fella. And, and um, you know, he just, he must keep his feet on the ground. He must keep working. He's only 21 years of age. So, you know, if he can if he can hold his head and keep working the way he is, you know, he could score quite a few goals. Derry lost their opening derby match 2-1 against Finn Harps on Friday night. But Candy Stripes boss Kenny Shields says conditions made it impossible to play ball. Now, Shields is a wee bit no-nonsense, as he showed in his post-match chat with Highland Radio's Oshin Kelly. But it's easy, you know, to make excuses about the pitch. And I don't want to fall into that trap because we're not here to make excuses. I'm here to give an explanation of the performance. And I feel that the best team won. And I, I can't have any arguments about the result. What's the reasoning, do you think, behind Derry's performance tonight? Why couldn't didn't just come away with, with a result tonight? I think I explained that. Did yeah. I not know? <laughs> well, yeah. it wasn't a game for yeah, playing yeah. football. It didn't. It didn't really suit us, honestly. And I think the Thun Harps players would tell you it was. It was more suitable for their type of game, and that sounds like an excuse. But it, believe me, it's it's a, 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 a it's a reason as to why the, the game was like that. They had a good opening night against Derry and Harps boss Ollie Horgan joined Joe, Richie and Stewie on Off The Ball's League of Ireland slot on Tuesday. He talked about their squad size and that while teams might find it difficult to go to Bally Buffet, that also works the other way around. We have limited, limited resources, be, be it you know, financially and also be it you know, your, your training facilities as, as I alluded to earlier in the interview. Yeah. But... Uh, look, you know, you, you talk about the teams, and uh, you know, Stuart talking about the, the coming up and, and traveling to Balabasi. At the same time, you know, we, we've gone to Colvin back in the one day, Wexford and back in the one day, Waterford back in the one day, and you know, it, it goes the other way as well with the travel. Sligo Rovers were actually happy with how it started against Shamrock Rovers. That's despite losing two nil at home. Here's Rovers manager Pat Fenlon. But first, Rovers manager. Dave Robertson. I have to say I'm very, very proud of my players and the effort, the energy and uh, and the passion that they showed for this football club tonight I thought was excellent. No, we, we, we're delighted with the squad we have. We've, we've had a good pre-season. We've worked tremendously hard. We're ready to go, I suppose. You know, you'll always pick up injuries. Luke Bourne, a little bit tight in his groin as well, so he didn't play tonight. But you know, we're happy where we are. We're happy with the squad. Goa United manager Tommy Dunn says focus is key after their 3-1 win away to St. Pat's on opening night. Next up for the tribesmen are Bray at home. We, we've worked extremely hard to be ready for, for the start of the season and that's just one match of the start of the season. So for us, we've got to make sure that we're focused now. This week is a huge week in regards to the focus. Tommy Dunn speaking to Galway Bay FM. Champions Dundalk enjoyed a 3-1 win over Bray in their first game. This week they welcome Finn Harps while Longford take on St Pat's. Stewie was talking to Off The Ball about Richmond Park and how even when you're on the home team, it can actually be 
quite a tough place to play. Richmond Park is the kind of place where if nothing is happening after 20 minutes, it, it goes extremely quiet and there are particular voices that you hear and, you know, you need to be a brave, um, you know, you need to come above it and you need to be able to kind of produce uh, performances under pressure like that. If you don't get off to a good start down there, then they, they'll, they'll be Just on your back. Demanding locals. That's yeah, to be fair yeah. to Pats, I mean, even at one all, I think they had they had opportunities to go, you know, um, to go 2-1 up there. Uh, yeah. And they had a couple of opportunities, some very good opportunities. But again, looking at the defending, uh, Richie, for the goals, uh, I'd, be, I'd be quite worried. The arse has ripped out of me trousers here. The wonderful tones, the much missed tones. Not that he's dead, of course. He's very much still, still, with, still yeah. with us and still managing. Uh, that is Roddy Collins signalling the end of our 60 seconds around the league, which was slightly longer than 60 seconds because Oshin can't do time. Uh, well, I, I was listening to all the manager audio that we got in from around the, the country and thanks to our friends by the way from Ocean FM who gave us the stuff from Sligo versus uh, Shamrock Rovers I didn't mention that in the roundup because I ran out of time but it can be very 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 difficult Time management's crucial here Ocean Well, well I, I appreciate that it was supposed to be a 60 second roundup but it, it was tough you see what Larry Gogan doesn't have to do in just in the just a minute quiz answer the is, questions well he doesn't have to do that and very often he doesn't give the answers but look that's a that's a separate issue he doesn't have to go through every manager post-match interview and pick out the best lines and I was trying to do that especially in the first week of the league when you're trying to pick you know okay what are the talking points what are we going to be looking at what are we going to be coming back to next week um, and that that was tough to do hence the, the 60 second roundup was more like four minutes but to be fair to Larry Gogan, I think he could perform better on the Bally Buffet Finn Park pitch than perhaps Derry City did on Friday night. Some would say that Finn Harps didn't perform on it, they just went over it. Well, that's, in fairness, what you got to do. you got to make the best of these scenarios. If you're presented with a cabbage patch of a pitch, it's not exactly going to suit a free-flowing brand of football that perhaps Derry uh, wanted to implement. Uh, and perhaps they have the players to suit. But they missed some crucial chances, which is something that I suppose has been missed in all of this uh, throughout that game. Yeah, and that's that's the thing for Derry. They are taking the positives out. Uh, Kenny Shields at one stage ran onto the pitch and fixed a divot because he said a lot of their attacks were coming down that side. Um, and, and I love the way he was actually quite grumpy. You know, he was actually like, look... Is that I'm a good way to be, you. though, first week in? I, I think it, you don't have to be happy-go-lucky all the time. And we obviously exist in a world where guys are giving you sound bites and trying to give nothing away. And for a manager to actually be that honest, stroke grumpy, stroke gruff, I actually think that comes as a welcome change. Because he was honest in his assessment yeah, as well. He actually I don't didn't think, give an answer. I don't think anybody's questioning his honesty. I just think first game of the season, first week of the season, to be putting yourself on a back foot when the consensus is that Derry are going to have a difficult year because the squad depth perhaps isn't there. They've lost some quality players over the course of the uh, close season. And the ones that remain, you know, perhaps not up to the same quality that was there previously. So by all means, it's going to be a difficult year ahead of Derry to go up. And it was a close enough defeat in the end, 2-1. They had their chances, of course, to win it. They had their chances when the game was still scoreless to put themselves 2-0 ahead. Uh, wasted all of them. Uh, unfortunately, Jordan Allen missing a couple of guilt edge ones. But to set yourself in the back foot and to be that grumpy and to be swinging at the world, essentially, after the first match, after a 2-1 defeat to Finn Harps, where a lot of people are going to go and drop points. I don't think it's setting their season off in the best of foot. And it doesn't get any easier this week because they're up against Cork City who go to the Brandywell and John Caulfield has made light of the trip up north. He said that you actually get to get the lads together. It, it can actually be a good thing. It can work for you. Uh, what is bad is the journey home because they don't get back until 6am on Saturday morning. Then they have a game at home on Monday night against Longford. But the preparation is not ideal because... 
being well, up till six o'clock on a Saturday morning with the game on Monday, it's not perfect. It's something we spoke about with Ollie Horgan on off the ball during the week that. <laughs> They've had it worse than anybody, Finn Harps, because they're the side who were in the first division last year who were travelling up and back to Cove and had, you know, like they will have this week, get two games in the space of four days. And being in the first division, you're posted to all points. I think a lot of people have had it fairly handy in recent years, given the geographical uh, location of several of the clubs. I think you were talking about at one stage, seven of the clubs were in Dublin and its surrounds between the ones that are actually in Dublin. Then you got Drogheda and Dundalk and Bray uh, being in the vicinity as well. It's been fairly handy for a lot of teams and fairly cushy for a lot of teams. Going up to Donegal, it's a trip. Yeah. But if you're playing football anywhere else apart from Ireland you're facing longer than that week in and week out you are but the roads are pr- pretty pathetic I drove up there recently for a match and it's it's a horrible don't drive. blame the people of Finn Harps for the I'm roads I'm not blaming the people of Finn Harps I'm not even blaming the people of Donegal which is a beautiful place to go to but not particularly on a Friday night when it's raining and the pitch is horrible and well that's that. what's going to work in their favour this year they'll, they'll, they'll relish that because heading away from home, they'll obviously not be up to the trips. Uh, Ollie spoke of the differences in stature of the clubs and the outlook of the clubs. They're very much a part-time outfit at the moment where others like Cork are full-time and have all the facilities uh, that they have possibly to hand and could possibly to have ha- have to hand for their budget. But Finn Harps don't. What they do have is a very difficult, close ground uh, pitch that they're used to playing on that a lot of other people aren't. It's not Dundalk, as you say, for surfaces. Um, you have a list of cliches in front of you there about Finn Harps. Are you ticking them off as you go along? I am. Okay. What Windswept. About... <laughs> Thank oh, you. God, that was the last one. The wilds of Donegal. Wild Atlantic way. Uh, there we fact, go. Fantastic. In fact, the biggest groans you could hear when Finn Harps beat Limerick last year were not from Limerick after they lost that relegation playoff. It was from managers and logistics people from other clubs going, oh no, now we have to plan a trip to Donegal. And it's nothing personal against Finn Harps. It's not... You're making it as if it uh, is. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying nobody wants a trip that length. It just is a logistical nightmare. Whereas Limerick is handy. It's on the motorway. Marcus Fields is a, is a good pitch. Teams rather playing in Limerick than they do Finn Harps. But again... I think it's a good... Like To be honest with you, we've spoken recently. A lot of the talk around the league has been about decentralising it and how close everything was to Dublin and the need to get the game out there and whether we needed to go west and we needed to go further into the, the southeast, etc, etc. I view this thing as being good. To have Finn Harps in the top flight, to have them causing row just by their mere existence and people being uncomfortable by having to go there. I think I think that's a good thing. People are going to drop points up there. That's fantastic. Uh, perhaps not for the team that you support uh, or any team out there who will have to go up there and drop two or three points on a given Friday night. But I don't know, just having somebody there that causes that much of a bit of eruption, I think, yeah. is a good thing. They're the bad boy of the electricity league. <laughs> They've got their collar turned up. They are t- turning up to your parents' house on a motorcycle and a leather jacket like Jake Summers from California Dreams. Vaping but, away. Vaping away. Indoors, vaping but, indoors. But they can also carry a tune as well, which is important. Yes, they can. And at their heart, they are good. Um, let's talk to Neil O'Riordan of the Irish Sun. Neil, we'll get into specifics in just a moment. But uh, first, I've been going through your A-page pullout in the Sun today about the opening weekend and what's coming this weekend. Uh, before we look forward, let's look back. What caught your eye last weekend? What stood out? Uh, no, it was probably fairly predictable in terms of results other than St. Pat's losing at home to Galway. But I guess people would have ex- expected the top four of last year to be the top four this year in terms of Dundalk, Cork, Rovers and Pats and Cork after a difficult first half won comfortably enough in the end Dundalk negotiated a tricky game against Bray who invested heavily over the, the uh, close season and similarly Shamrock Rovers overcame Sligo who have a much changed squad so it was much as we expected um, I guess the, the Finn Harps victory over Derry caught the eye a big crowd up in Ballybuffet and 
that was their confidence the, the world of good this is our first win over their rivals in 18 years but in terms of the sort of big guns St. Pat's side they all did what was expected of them St. Pat's Neil we mentioned that one obviously how big a blow is that to lose that game in the opening day of the season especially in the manner in which they did the goals for Galway came as a result of some pretty shocking uh, St. Pat's defending the games they have coming up within the next week are pretty tough ones It's that was the game really that they wanted to get three points under their belt in the first three or four games of the season yeah, it is a blow um, because already, you know, you have people questioning their, you know, just their, their credentials again. Even before a ball was kicked, uh, Stuart Byrne, um, who had been a vocal critic in the past, had sort of wondered about their sort of makeup. And um, I think when he when he said that previously, they went on to win the league. So they'll, they'll hope it's a case of history repeating itself. But uh, again, Dermot Keeley in our own, own paper as well, after that result, was sort of question whether they have the, the metal there is a danger you can read too much into one result and they did have a great opportunity to go two and ahead um, very very shortly before they fell behind and went on to lose the game. You can probably read a bit too much into into one game but you're right, they're, they have difficult games coming up and with quite a few changes to their sides uh, they could really have done but a win, any sort of win just to give them a bit of momentum going forward. You might have heard paper rustling in the background. That was me grabbing the eight-page supplement from today's Irish Sun in which you contribute and also Dermot Keeley and you've already referenced the comments but I'll just read them for people who may not have seen them. Um, this is about St. Pat's. He said, so while I don't like to press the panic buttons after only one game, I believe St. Pat's have a problem. You shouldn't lose at home to Galway United. Teams have to be pragmatic at that point. Liam Buckley's made a lot of changes at Richmond Park so you just close it down and take the points. They let a 1-0 lead slip to lose 3-1 and that's a worrying sign. They are not strong enough. You can work on tactics but you can't add steel if you're missing it in the first game. Is that something that they will maybe really concentrate on ahead of their next game away to Longford? Uh, well, you'd like to think the sort of defensive mistakes they make can be ironed out. Um, I guess Liam Buckley is, is the kind of manager who does have a particular view in terms of how the game is played. He doesn't really want to compromise those principles. And I don't know whether they've ever, ever been St. Pat's or any besides been particularly good at maybe closing games out because of because of his natural inclination, which is fair enough. And, you know, they're they're a good team to watch. Um, but, you know, you, you can see the argument on Dermot would have been a, very much of a different school in terms of manager. And um, so there's a bit of a clash in, in styles there. But um, the very basic sort of defensive mistakes they really should be ironed out and there's no reason why they can't be Are people being a bit uh, kind of underwhelming towards Galway in this respect because they did go out and perform the best they could Tommy Dunn's a very good manager they bought well in the close season uh, people are kind of overlooking them a little bit in all this Yeah no they, they have well they, they've strengthened but they did lose like Jake Keegan was a very key player for them last year and I guess there would have been a concern as to how they might do without him given I think he got 15 league goals last term but They've brought in Vinnie Faraday, who had a very good second half of the season with Limerick and obviously scored on Friday. Um, you know, if he stays fit and is sort of on the money all season, then you'd expect him to be in double figures again. And McCurran is another player who can be in double figures. Um, John Sullivan did well on his return to the league with Bray last year. He's a very very fit player. And, you know, a couple of the other players that have come in too, Stephen Folan um, is an experienced League of Ireland defender. They've brought in a Swedish guy, Armin Aganovic, who's injured at the moment, but... It'd be interesting to see how he gets on, but Galway have strengthened, but still, I think if you look at those two squads of papers, you'd still say St. Pat's have the stronger pool of players, and you'd expect in a home game for them to have won. Let's talk about Dundalk, because there was a lot of talk about how they would replace Richie Towle, 
and who would stand up to replace him now Kieran Kilduff is a guy that people think they need to get the best out of and they think maybe they haven't done so far but you couldn't have asked for a better start a scoring start from him in their uh, win against uh, Bray and also Ronan Finn both of those men Neil are in your team of the week yeah I think I think with Dundalk if you look go back 12 months they sold Pat Hogan to Oxford and they didn't really bring in a ready-made replacement um, in fact they didn't bring sort of any strikers such as Rodden Jay Kelly was a wild player who didn't really feature much for them but they didn't go for a like-for-like replacement uh, but Richie Tell obviously stepped up to the mark and scored far more than he had the previous season and they've kind of adopted a similar approach this term. Um, Kieran Kilduff came in midway through the season. He wasn't particularly match fit because he'd featured so little for St. Pat's, but he did contribute. But you expect a lot more from him. They did bring in Robbie Benson and Patrick McElhenney, but neither of them have been regular scorers in the way Richie Terrell has. So you would expect Kieran Kilduff to contribute more goals and even Roman Finn, because Richie Terrell's not, not there, there's maybe more opportunities for him to get a side of goals. So I think there are goals win the side I don't think they'll get somebody who will score 29 goals like Tell did last year but between all the players they have at their disposal they should have enough about them Speaking of goal scorers Neil and somebody who else who also made your team of the week is Sean Maguire were you surprised at the faith put in him by John Caulfield uh, putting him in pretty much as a lone striker against Bowes on Friday night given the wealth of riches they have the likes of Carl Shepard still in reserve for them he managed to repay them in spades on Friday night do you see this continuing throughout the season for Sean? Yeah I mean he, he, by his own admission his previous stints in the Premier Division of the League of Ireland haven't gone great, first of all with Sligo when he was on loan from West Ham and then obviously Dundalk last season. So I guess he has a bit of a point to prove and he you know, he got a, a full pre season in with um Cork, which he wouldn't have had at either Dundalk or Sligo. And I think that's helped because he a lot of stuff has been centered around him in pre season games. He obviously started the President's Cup game against Dundalk and scored and then John Caulfield kept faith with the same team against Bowes. He's clearly a talented player. I mean, he, he really sort of um, made life difficult for Anton Murphy with both goals. He got the better of him. And he is a talented player, and it's just whether Cork can extract the best out of that. And I think he's thriving on the, the sort of, I suppose, responsibility placed in his shoulders. And it also probably helps that he has a, he has a point to prove. Let's talk about Shamrock Rovers' silent favourites, some might call them, for the league. And a solid start away to Shamrock Rovers, or Sligo Rovers, I beg your pardon. Even though... Uh, Sligo fans, and we have one in here in News Talk in the, in the shape of Daniel Kelly, were actually quite happy with the performance. They, 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 did, they did have two men sent off, but even their manager, Dave Robertson, was actually happy enough with how they performed. Yeah, I did, like Sligo's going to be a really interesting um, case this season because they, they've brought in a lot of new players, and most of them um, have come in from England. And it's a policy that Sligo have used in the past, and it's worked for months. Like the budget has gone down to Sligo, but he still managed to bring in a lot of young players. And again, we're probably looking for to use Sligo as a stepping stone, uh, maybe to better things back home, which which is fine. It can be mutually beneficial. But um, Rovers, I think Rovers did have an advantage over every League of Ireland side in the sense that, that they had that trip to India. It meant that they had the players together in a way that no other team did, um, you know, both from a bonding point of view, but also in terms of being able to do extra work. I mean, effectively being a, a full-time team for two and a half weeks uh, in India. And I, it's one of those things that they could well have come back jaded and it'd be used as a stick to beat them with. But it seems to have gone the other way that they were sort of came in and they they know sort of what their roles are and it's gone well for them. There hasn't been too many changes at Rovers. I mean, Killian Brennan's gone back. He's brought in Gary Shaw and Dean Clark. Um, but the changes have been minimal. But so I guess you're kind of hoping, if you're Pat Fenn and the season on, that you, you've had sort of the extra 12 months to work with those players and you're going to get that bit more out of them overall. And then 
the likes of Gary Shaw and Dean Clark and Killian will give them a, an extra dimension going forward. There should be a bit of pressure on Antalya given recent league finishes where where they've come in the last couple of years. They've been quite distant from the eventual winners Dundalk and uh, gone before that Pats again. This is a season where Rovers really need to do something in the league. Yeah, they drew a lot of games last year, which was which was their downfall. Um, you know, if they could convert, I think I think it was eleven draws they had, but if they could convert half of those into wins, then that that gap would sort of become uh, a lot smaller. Um, they do need to score more goals. That's been an issue for them. I think defensively they're pretty sound. They've got the choice of two good goalkeepers and Barry Murphy and Craig Highland. Um, and you know they're, they're a very solid solid side. We've um, kind of seen the story before with Pat Fennan's eyes, though, I believe. Yeah, we have, and I think the the difference is maybe that they haven't had a rival um, as possibly strong as Dundalk um, in the past. The, the last one I can maybe think of that was a strong, really strong side to rival his, one of our final sides, was probably Cork in 05, and they had the likes of Kevin Doyle and Roy Dunn and those players. Um, but Dundalk are certainly the best side probably since then that Pat Fennan's come up against um, in terms of the teams he's managed. So that is a challenge, um, and they do need to, if they are to finish ahead of the likes of Dundalk and Cork, they need to score more goals than they did last year. Neil, great talking to you. Thanks for joining us on the uh, News Talk Electricity League podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to reading your work throughout the season in the Irish Sun. Cheers. Right, well, that will just about do it for this week and the very first edition of the News Talk SSE or Tristy League podcast, the snappily named one that it is, O'Shane. We spent long... Uh, long hours trying to think of that but you wouldn't go with any of the names I suggested including Electricity League casuals but it did remind you of a, of a Bose fans experiment I think it was there was uh, Bose formals which was wow. a cadre of Bose fans yeah. who would rock up two games in full suits uh, mm. shoes the whole schmear so I think it didn't last long probably for yeah. obvious reasons and similarly we're not going to get into the formals name here but wasn't it nice for Bulls fans to finally have an excuse to don't. wear suits I, well, I, I wasn't going to go along listen, the obvious court joke don't don't okay. from a Cork City supporter it's not warranted a Cork City supporter who's actually from County Waterford we'll Blow get into ends. that we'll get into that in a while just before we go Richie the fixtures this week on Friday night Bulls taking on Sligo Rovers and Daily Mount Derry City hosting Cork City Dundalk playing Finn Harps Galway United against Bray Longford against St. Pat's Shamrock Rovers taking on Wexford Youths in the first division at Lone Town taking on Shelburne UCD face Cabin Teeley and Waterford United host Limerick Limerick won last week Waterford lost if Waterford are to have any chance of promotion they need to get winning soon and uh, Friday night would be ideal. On Saturday, by the way, Cove Ramblers take on Drogheda United. Also fixtures next Monday in the Premier Division. Bray taking on Derry, Cork City, hosting Longford Town, St. Pat's meet Bohemian Sligo Rovers face Galway United. Finn Harps play Shamrock Rovers and Wexford Youths play Dundalk. If we didn't talk in depth about your club this week, take it as an insult. You're right to have a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, take we it don't out. Ra- yeah, you know, we don't rate your club. That's why we ignore them. You are minnows. We, we have a real problem with them. We hate them that particular club that you support uh, if you want to get in contact with us and give out to us for whatever reason whatsoever you can find both of us on Twitter uh, my colleague here Roshi Lang is at Piers Morgan on Twitter and I am at G that's funny because that's that's not what our Twitter name no, is it's at Roshi Langan and at Richie McCormick you can find us there and we look forward to hearing from you and hopefully we'll talk to you again next week